0: Welcome to Sports, Clicks, and Politics, with your host, Ben Husson, and me, Sean Hannan. Welcome to episode 40 of Sports, Clicks, and Politics, the big 4-0. We made it to 40. How about that? That's an achievement, I think. I agree. Everything's downhill from 40. I've heard that. Yeah, have you got there yet? No, no. Oh, I'll let you know when I do. Okay, good. I got a couple of years. Don't still. Don't, don't don't speed yourself up here. How's things? Everything's good. And how are you? I'm good. Uh, good. I want to thank everybody for joining us again here, episode number forty again. Uh, a uh, quite a uh, eventful uh, week in New York. New York news. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to cover all that. Um, uh, follow up on some of the stuff that we talked about last week with uh, the uh, removal of emergency powers, which seems like an almost inconsequential piece of news uh, these days, uh, since we've had such an uh, inundation of new news since then. Or how about what a joke that that removal actually was. Sure, right. I mean, quote-unquote, removal of powers. Right. Um, so, we're going to touch on all things Cuomo this episode. We don't really have too much as far as sports uh, action going on. I think Bryson got a win over the weekend. I think I saw that. I didn't check in on that, but... Um, not a lot going on in sports right now. The NBA All Star Game, you know, not not quite a a thing. So, um, Steph Curry's really good at shooting threes. Always, always has been. You know, um, it's weird. I heard that was exciting. I did not watch that either. Uh, we do have some. Uh, we didn't really uh, plan to discuss this, but only because it's kind of moved so much this morning. I see I got GME above my head, uh, up to 180, 181, It looks like right now, not bad. Yeah, it looks like the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the the chewy ceo uh who per- uh, recently yeah recently purchased uh, a large chunk of the ownership of the company announced uh, announced or released a, an e-commerce plan today basically trying to take them from more of a brick and mortar you know just a shopping place to some uh, online presence as well so with that diamond hands holding strong <laughs> to the moon to the moon right so gme is up to 181 um And I know I usually keep you guys updated on Bitcoin, too, so you can check on Bitcoin over my head. That's still uh, floating above 50,000, 50,764 right now. Um, I don't think that's updating here, maybe. Uh, Yeah, 50,000, yeah, 50,700. So we're still uh, above 50,000 for both of those, and GME's got a little move. Um, But let's talk about uh, some of the things that are happening in New York as far as COVID and the restrictions. So um, we're going to go over some of the, the restrictions that have been loosened um, we're going to kind of touch on the uh, Excelsior Pass, which is a uh, a New York State innovation to uh, help us get into events.
1: Makes me so sad.
0: Um, and then we're going to touch on the things that kind of made a lot of the news. Uh, the uh, the continued cover-up of the top aides from uh, Cuomo's administration, basically, again, purposely massaging the uh, report that was outlined by the Department of Health. Um, basically removing the uh, total health, uh, death, the nursing home death numbers from that report. Uh, so we'll touch on that a little bit, and then obviously everybody's talking about the uh, now up to five accusers. Watch out now, five accusers who have uh, alleged sexual harassment by our governor. Who was it? This said, if they got any more, then they would then they would encourage the governor to uh, Stuart Cousins. She's the Senate Majority Leader. She came out and now is in favor of resignation. So how at least she's
1: yeah. how funny is that? That's your line in the sand. Like if you sexually harass
0: two women, okay, but if there's yeah. a third. That's the line in the sand yeah. right here. Yeah. She's like if there's one more, oh, here we got two more. So, and she did, she, you know, I'd say to her credit, but she at least backed up her statement by saying, "Yes, I'm go-, you know, we, we he should be resigned."
1: So, here's the, this is like the biggest cop
0: out for all of these
1: politicians to be like, uh, I am calling for the governor to resign." Everybody looks at the governor. The governor goes, "I'm not resigning." Yeah. You look back at the people like, "Impeachment?" Well, right. let's not be hasty. Yeah,
0: right. Well, so that's where we're going to go. We're going to cover all that today. So, oh, God, let, let's, let's go let's go back to these restrictions because we just got a little bit of news uh, just as you were pulling into the studio here, my friend, are we, um, are we excited about this or are we not excited about this? CDC says fully vaccinated people can gather in small groups without masks. This is new guidelines, uh, directly fully inoculated people to wear masks and observe social distancing in public. So this has come out. This is 11 a.m. this morning uh, printed in the wall street journal. Um, I, you know, We've talked about immunity from a vaccinated person versus immunity for somebody who has acquired uh, immunity through natural acquiring Just of the disease. getting right. the virus. Right. Um, I'm assuming, I don't know what, I mean, this would should apply to those folks as well, to those who have already had COVID. I can't imagine why they would be subjected to wearing a mask when the vaccinated people wouldn't. But um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this Wall Street Journal article real quicker? I know we didn't have a lot to go over it.
1: No, it's just comical of like, all right, so if you're vaccinated. Now, I love the wording, and this is what I'm always big on with all the media because the media gives you an impression, and then people just run with it without paying attention to the actual words. So right in the article, it says, it is possible that vaccinated people could still get infected by the virus and transmit it to others who are at risk for severe disease. Okay, yeah, that we've—I've been saying this all along. Of, of listen, I've read the—I've read the reports. They have nothing in there that says they're going to stop you from preventing it, or excuse me, prevent you from spreading it. And it's not even proven to really stop you from getting it. And even if it does, we don't know how long it lasts. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not what they said. I'm like, all right, whatever. So now that they're trying to make the claim of is that there's. All right, I'm just going to read the sentence and then we'll go with what you think it says versus what it really says. But early research suggests vaccinated people are less likely to get infected and potentially less likely to spread the virus, the CDC said. So what you hear when you read that is, oh, it looks like there is going to be that the, vi- the, the vaccine will stop you from getting it or at least make it way less likely and will probably stop you from spreading it. Or at least that's what's probable. Um, that's not what it says. So breaking the sentence down into its two parts, it's early research suggests, not concludes, not indicates, suggests. So it's possible. Early research suggests vaccinated people are less likely to get infected. So you might be. You might not be. There's another way of saying that. We don't know. The research is early, and all they have is a suggestion. And if you read what they're drawing this conclusion from, you will laugh because it is a joke to call this science. It is absurd what they are claiming and how they are reaching this. But now let's break down the other part. Early research suggests vaccinated people are potentially less likely to spread the virus. So the early research suggests that potentially you may be somewhat less likely to spread the disease.
0: So you're saying there's a chance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how many qualifiers do you need in a sentence before you start to realize, like, this is lawyer speak 101 of how you say something without saying it? Because if they ever get called on it, then they can come back and say, oh, we said it was early and was just a suggestion. Because what they actually did on all of these are, if you vaccinate people that were never at risk of dying of the virus in the first place, or at minimal risk, I shouldn't say no risk, then of course you're going to get better results. Like, this is this is laughable of, of what they're trying to spin this into, of... What are the odds? Give me the actual percentages because you know what? Less likely to spread the virus could mean that without vaccination, I am at a 40% chance, but less likely with it would be 39 and a half. That's less. That meets this qualification of what they are actually saying in these studies. So I'm telling people, I'm begging you, read what they actually say, because you will, you'll find yourself looking so mystified at all of this going, What? what That. That's not a good conclusion to draw. You're trying to lead people. That's all you're doing.
0: And this comes on the the, the piggybacking on the uh, states, Texas and Mississippi, and I think Alabama actually may be coming down this path, too, of removing mask, mask mandates altogether. Uh, I think they also increased or removed all capacity limitations for uh, businesses so restaurants could open at 100% capacity and there's no mask mandate. <clears throat> I'm assuming this is going to pick up steam as more and more places – do this with no calamity and uh i don't expect new york to be on the uh you know the forefront of this uh movement but um
1: no instead that we've got a rule that now says
0: restaurants will be
1: able to go up to 75 percent capacity 75 that's better than 50 but they're instituting it on march 19th is there any significance to march 17th for bars and restaurants
0: uh just a slight
1: Slight. Slight. Like for most restaurants, it's one of, if not the absolute largest income day of the entire year for St. Patrick's Day. So we couldn't have let that happen March 16th so that people could have gone out and these bars could have had an inflow of money on the biggest drinking day, the second biggest because parade day and the Saturday surrounding it is usually the biggest. But the day itself is the second biggest day of the year for income for these people. I are, seriously have we not dumped on them enough we couldn't give them that yeah i mean just like that's looking at him and be like
0: yeah screw you so yeah. what and like i said it's not like you know the disease is less there on the 18th versus the 19th right so clearly why was, isn't it today <clears throat> right exactly it should be just immediate
1: right and like good take down all this nonsense that you have in here because my point on the on all these restrictions from day one It's not because I want to get COVID. It's not because I want anybody else to get COVID. It's not because I don't think COVID is serious. It's not because I don't think it's a threat to millions of people. It absolutely is. All that we are doing is having zero impact on fighting the virus and is destroying people's lives, livelihoods, and businesses. Like the data could not be more clear. And if it was actually having an impact on the spread, we could have a debate on whether it's worth it. It's having no impact. Look at the areas around the country and around the world that had zero restrictions and yet somehow had the exact same curve as everywhere that had full restrictions. It's not to say that if you do nothing, nobody will get COVID. It's that if you do everything, you'll still get COVID. Uh, Statistically speaking, obviously, you may on an individual basis be the exception. But overall, big picture, which is what public policy is supposed to be based on, you're having no impact. You're not stopping the spread. You're not fighting the virus
0: at all. Yeah. And even with the loosening of these restrictions, so 75% 75 capacity means something to one business and something else to a completely different business, right? If your business is a tiny little coffee shop with a seating of six, okay, well, you can't have 75% capacity because six feet apart is not going to allow you to do that. So there's going to be some, still some arbitrariness to these 75, 50, whatever the percent he wants to kind of lay out for safety. Like they're still having real world impact, even though it seems as though they're loosening the restrictions. Most of these places still can't operate at any kind of profit. They can't, you know, they're not being able to bring back employees. So we, we're just sitting here in a stagnant economy, waiting for us to loosen these restrictions and giving us arbitrary dates and arbitrary percentages to kind of do so. It's it's all. It's
1: crazy. It's like you're feeding
0: an egomaniac's ego with every time that you continue to do this
1: and we have been beaten into submission. I have friends telling me all the time, like, I just I'll do it just to get this over with. Like, no this yeah. is not, it's not going to work it's not going to get it over with. It's going to have no impact whatsoever on when we're out of this. Yeah. Because it's not going to have a big like, listen, cases, when we hit seven day moving average for cases per day across the country peaked at like 300,000 now the seven day moving average is at like 55,000 It's not because everybody's vaccinated, like 10% of the population's vaccinated, if that. All right, so that's not it. It's not because we started wearing two masks. It's not because masks suddenly started working 10 months after we started wearing them. And it's around the country Florida, Texas, Mississippi, New York, Connecticut, California. We're all seeing the exact same spread. So at what point do you realize, or at what point do you start to at least think maybe, maybe, man, we really screwed up? We didn't do this right at all. Like yeah. we we went crazy. We lost our mind. we the same thing we lost our minds about H1N1, we lost our minds about all of these things because this is what happens when you let an infectious disease doctor who's a 38-year bureaucrat in the government and the highest paid person in our federal government create create public policy. Of course the answer is more him. Of course the answer is more Andrew Cuomo. They're the savior. They're the answer to our problems. They are here to save our lives, unless you live in a nursing home in New York. But aside from that, we're here to save the day, and you just need us to do it. And the reality is they're doing nothing. Not They're Don Quixote attacking windmills. This is, not, this is craziness, and we're all standing by, like, if they just get this last windmill, the threat will be gone. Like, what? No. The threat is still real regardless, but you're introducing a new threat by allowing these egomaniacal sociopaths to dictate every single part of your life. This is insanity. We're making bigger problems. Deaths of despair, suicide, dr- addictions are up. Like, it's so bad what we have done. And all we can say now is, well, hopefully we'll get it over with. Like Even in response to when Texas and Mississippi announced this, I read somebody on Twitter that said, oh my God. All they had to do, we were almost there just a few more months and we would have been over this, but they had to ruin it. And I stared at that of like, like when it was two weeks to flatten the curve, That, that that's your couple of months. You, you think that that's how this was going to go. What in the world have these people done to make you trust them?
0: Uh, seriously? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously you're preaching to the choir here a little bit. So the part here. of the, uh, also part of the loosening of the instructions or the restrictions is large events. I don't know if you know, know that if you have one person in your party wearing a white dress that your safety protocols are different than uh, an event where multiple people can wear it any color they want.
1: I mean, that makes sense.
0: So weddings have their own set of rules versus sure. other large groups of settings because for whatever sense. for whatever reason, I don't even know what they are, but they have different totally different set of rules. It's crazy. So I quit. <laughs> um, and some of these large events, uh, going back to the Bills game, you remember here in New York, they uh, finally allowed fans, uh, into, the, uh, Bill stadium there. And, uh, they've done the same thing here at the, uh, dome. I don't know what we call the dome anymore, right? The dome. I, it's good enough. We'll the go. Dome. With that. So there was a lacrosse game, I believe over the weekend here in Syracuse that allowed fans, uh, to help make you feel safe at that event. Mr. Hughesong. song, your governor, governor, Andrew Cuomo has offering you something he likes to refer to as the Excelsior pass. It is something that's going to allow you to attend events safely and securely all across the state. And all you got to do is put it in your wallet. It's a mask. It's not a mask. It's an
1: app. Oh, that makes more sense. It's an app. What does this app do,
0: Sean? Oh, It lets lets the event uh, coordinator slash owner, operator, whoever is checking your pass, to know whether or not you have a vaccine or uh, have been uh, recently tested. Okay, so if I don't get
1: tested and i don't get vaccinated then i'm just not allowed to go to these things
0: i believe that's going to be the case yes it's amazing you know so, what george orwell would be proud of himself yeah i mean i don't know so you guys may have seen this this was early in the, maybe not early in the week here where uh governor cuomo offered this excelsior pass to try to you know make himself seem important to create A way for us to safely attend events. So uh, be prepared to have the Excelsior pass in your Apple wallet uh, or the app on your phone there so that you can... No? You're shaking your head no?
1: Zero (laughs) percent chance. Uh, no. And again, let's go back to this. The vaccine has not been proven to stop you from spreading it. The one study that concluded it might, suggesting possible slight reduction in your capacity to spread it, was Nonsense. Okay, but we're relying on that anyway because it fits the narrative better. So I'm supposed to give over to the government and just concede on this restriction on liberty, and it's a minor restriction. I acknowledge that. I just I get nervous about any time I give the government more control over what I do and more insight into my movements. Um all for what benefit exactly? To prove that I've got a vaccine that we don't even know if the antibodies will last six months? Brilliant. Uh, And again, to all for a virus that I am at a statistically 0% chance of dying from? Again, brilliant, yeah. What are we doing? Like, this is nuts. If this vaccine had actually been established at 100% or even 99% certainty that it'll actually stop the spread of COVID, I would be more on board. But it doesn't. If we had established early on that COVID was actually as deadly as early indicated, I would be on board. But it's not. I'm sorry, but the the fact that they count every person who had COVID as a COVID death does inherently and necessarily rise the death count above what it actually is. The only question is how much. And we're a year in, and we've never gone back to look at that. Like, are we just not interested?
0: Yeah, just for like. So, if you were if you die in New York uh, with a positive COVID test within 60 days of your death, you are a COVID positive patient automatically. And COVID is the cause of death. And and some deaths in some states are 30 days within. So like every state is a little different and we just happen to be a 60 days. So you know, there's not a there's not a there's not a true way to compare some of these these numbers, too.
1: Yeah. Like we've just we've abandoned common sense and we've turned to the government for security and safety to make us feel better. And now, like we're turning to the government and asking for our own freedom back from them of like, fine, I will let you have access to my medical records, my phone and everything else. So you can see how good I comply. Just let me go to a concert. I will tell you flat out that my answer is no. If you decide this is okay, good for you. I'm not here to tell anybody else how to live. I hope you understand why some people are a little bit skeptical or why some people are adamantly opposed to this of, no, I will not get the vaccine because there are so many inconsistencies and it does not make sense to me how they got to this point. And I think the vaccine is probably safe and I'm not going to tell anybody else what to do. If you want to get it good for you, you make your own decisions before you look down on me and say, like, I'm a threat to public health and safety, maybe ask me why. Maybe understand that I'm not here to just be cavalier with anybody's health or life, but I'm also not here to just be willingly compliant with unnecessary rules and restrictions because historically speaking, when you go down that road as a society, you don't come back. You don't ever get those back easily, peacefully, or anything else. And that sounds crazy, but you know what? Guess what? In the 1930s, Germany thought they were pretty modern too. Same with China in the 1960s, same with the USSR. Everybody was the most the pinnacle of human society to that point in time. And it still happened over and over and over. If you think we're immune to it now just because it's modern, you're you're not paying attention to what history actually says. And I'm not telling you what's gonna happen. My contention is anytime, historically speaking, a society willingly starts handing over more and more personal freedoms the slope does not reverse itself and it doesn't stagnate it doesn't plateau it only goes more and more and more and more and that might not concern you good for you it does me that, that that is a problem because i do think anytime you let the government get to the point that it's going to it is inherently bad for individuals people suffer that didn't need to suffer whenever we go down this road
0: yeah and i would say you know we suffer Maybe more than most, or 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 much more than most, here in New York with our leadership here. So, um, it's easy for you to say you've never been his aide. (laughs) That's true.
1: You think Uh, you suffer under him.
0: uh, Speaking of his aides, do
1: you like that? They're not
0: they're not really great people, as it turns out. Shocking. (laughs) It's weird. I I mean, I don't know. Either they're not great people, or they will do anything for their boss. Right? You know, like I don't know what the deal is here, but, um, you know, they they just cannot get out of their own way here. So you may have heard uh, you know, we had this whole cover up where we kind of hid the desk and whatnot. And along those roads, we had a uh, uh along the timeline, there was a internal investigation from the Department of Health. And the Dep- Department of Health had a preliminary report that they presented to the the aides of the governor and the aides basically scrubbed it of the nursing home data in order to get the favorable outcome that they wanted from the report. So this has all come to light here I don't know maybe 4 or 5 days ago it seems light years away now but the cover up has not not continued to go away there's more more evidence you know dripping out about that as well and 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 where it went um you know in some ways we're going to get into the uh you know the sexual harassment accusations they've kind of distracted away from some of the or, or a lot of the uh uh nursing home uh, crit- criticism uh this came right on the heels of, or this came right before all the, the most recent sexual harassment uh, allegations. So this one kind of got pushed a little bit to the back, but so I, I mean, listen, I wish we were still talking about this as the primary reason to remove Cuomo from office. I'll take it any way I can get it, but this still needs to be investigated. Even if he's removed tomorrow, Um, I it's it, the, the, the swamp is, is way deep in Albany.
1: Listen, as somebody who was obviously an avowed Cuomo sexual for a lot of months, like I was a huge, huge fan early on. That might not check out. All right, well, that's just a lie. But either way, this is crazy. And I've made this point. You've made this point. Andrew Cuomo is Donald Trump with worse policies. They're the same person. It's just one of them has even worse policies than the other. That's the difference. It's a blind loyalty is required. To me above everything else, not your ideals, not your constituents, to me, I will threaten, I will coerce, I will strong arm, I will do whatever I have to do, I will bribe to get what I want done. So, we've known this for a long time. This isn't this isn't exactly new information, but it's funny to me to see the inconsistency of people of these guys coming out, I mean, listen, this is black and white. They have acknowledged, they covered up the data. This is... We're still employed, right? They still have jobs that we pay them to do after they hid data to protect the governor. And all we can think is like, well, it wasn't illegal. Really? That's the standard we have in New York for politicians. Now, as long as it's not, you know, conclusively illegal, it's OK, because it's still better than the other guy. Who's the other guy? There is no other guy. Nobody's running against Andrew Cuomo right now. Somebody sure will. I don't see him resigning. I think he's going to take the Ralph Northam playbook right out of Virginia when he got called doing blackface and everybody went, You got to resign. You got to resign. And he went, Eh.
0: Well, so let's get into that a little bit. We'll, we'll touch, we'll, we'll, for future events, I'm sure we will touch on more of this, uh, nursing home data and, and the cover up that went along with it. So, but let's talk about the, uh, the sensational items that kind of uh, hit the news this uh, week. We had a fourth and a fifth, at least. I don't know. Maybe there was a third between the last show. There was. Who knows? Okay. It's so third, now. fourth, and fifth was five total uh, accusers, three former aides, um, and two other women. One was at a wedding, and I can't remember where the other one was from. But um, all of these women are accusing some form of harassment, unwanted touching, unwanted advancement, whatever. Um, I don't want to diminish them. There's no like forcible, uh, uh, like it was Harvey Weiss. Right. It wasn't, Weinstein. right. It wasn't on that level by any means. Right. Um, that being said, he's the governor.
1: The clear of, power, of right. Powers. He
0: is the, it's, it's not a, that shouldn't be a thing. So the fact that, that, that they had to deal with that and, and, and work under that, and some of them didn't, they left. Um, this is, I think we're up to, uh, I got five accusers and something like 12 different, uh, uh, democrat leaders of some sort have uh, called for some sort of resignation um including the the, the senate majority leader uh andrew stewart cousins uh democrat again uh, and her words was must resign so i thought that found that interesting as opposed to should resign it was a must resign which is what is uh
1: what's she gonna do about it
0: uh well we're gonna find out mr hugh song because as you may have heard your governor after uh uh with all these calls of resignation uh Cuomo says he's not going anywhere. He says, actually, I think the quote was, no way am I resigning. So, Well, it's because the people elected him, and he will not allow politicians to force him out because he is a man. He's trying to protect democracy in the state, he said. Obviously.
1: Of the man by, of the people, Andrew Cuomo.
0: Like There hasn't been democracy in New York State for at least 10 months, maybe 12.
1: I mean, you could argue years, but yeah, let's go with months. 10 at months, least, at li-
0: least. Literally, you could argue there's been no the democracy.
1: Yeah. They dropped the pretense of there being some sort of democracy <clears throat> as of last February when they just gave Andrew Cuomo full dictatorial power over the state of New York and let him do whatever they want. This whole thing is such a sham. It's like if it wasn't in real life and it wasn't real people being affected, it would be hilarious. Like if you read this in a movie, you'd be like, no, it's too unbelievable. It's too crazy. Don't nobody would buy it. Because legitimately, like this, uh, remind me of the woman's name again, the Senate Majority Leader.
0: Uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins.
1: Andrea Stewart-Cousins. Came out when, it, when the first two women or three women came out, and they're like, do you think you should resign? And she's like, you know, I think we should wait and hear it out. But if one more accuser comes out, then we have to. What? Okay, so three women accusing the governor of sexual harassment.
0: Well, I don't, I don't That's know if you okay. know this, Mr. Hussong. After the fourth accuser, the donation money starts to dwindle. Oh. So then when you start losing the donation money, you have to switch. See, it's a good thing I got you here to explain yeah, to me how this stuff works. Expert.
1: Yeah, I'm on the outside. <laughs> so I, I look at this and I'm thinking, like, imagine thinking this is a well-thought-out idea. But even sadder to me is imagine being somebody that voted for this woman that heard her say this and went, yeah, that makes sense. Like, well, wait. So three accusations with no investigation is okay. But four accusations with no investigation, nope, you got to go. That is the most arbitrary line I have ever heard being drawn over any subject.
0: It was funny that she made the line and literally the next day two people came out. So I was like, uh, yeah, now what? And then she comes out and says, oh, he must resign. Okay, well, he already said he's not. You going to impeach him? Right. And so that's where we're going to go next, right? So he does say, hey, I'm not resigning um i think i said i think his quote was actually uh when asked he was like there's no way i'm resigning uh i had the long thought that it, i thought isn't
1: going to voluntarily walk away right so but Weird.
0: i I feel like there's there's got to be even with the most megalomaniac person on the planet there's got to be a point of concession i feel like let me know when you find it i, I haven't found <laughs> it yet i i you know i'm i'm wrong up to up to now so i still felt like he was going to resign I don't necessarily feel that way anymore, but I do feel like there's going to be an impeachment process. I don't think that um, will whether or not they actually fully impeach him, they will make the effort to, to start those. Oh, proceedings. yeah, They'll
1: start it, but it's not going to go anywhere because this is a sham and it's a joke. And like, listen, the fact that he's not being impeached over having his direct subordinates cover up data from nursing homes to prevent bad press about his executive order. The fact that people are not clamoring for this man to be removed from office under any means that it takes, have him placed under arrest, have him gone, have him impeached, have him removed, is craziness. I listen, we've talked about this at length on the show. I understand why the executive order was put in place. I get it. You were worried about overwhelming the health system. We didn't know anything about this virus yet. It was novel, it was brand new. None of that was actually 100% true, but let's not let that get in the way. At the time, we were all very nervous, and we were afraid we were going to overwhelm the health system, so we needed to flatten that curve so the same number of people got sick over a longer period of time and the health and the hospitals wouldn't get overwhelmed. I got it. Makes sense. Six Weeks later, the order was unceremoniously just
0: removed, like, disappeared from. The tried website. to
1: pretend like it was never the law and it didn't happen. All right, that's suspicious. Didn't even track nursing home deaths for the first three weeks that this rule was in effect. They weren't even tracking. It wasn't even on the radar. Okay, I you know you make mistakes. They happen. It's a pandemic. I'll I'll, I'll let it slide. All of that I can actually understand. And I'm not going to say excuse, but I'm going to say, like, all right, look, I think it was wrong and that should, he should pay a political cost for that. But I, I get where we came from. If he would have ended the order four weeks, I, I think I would have been more inclined to be okay with it even. But six weeks, and then when asked about it, not only does he just blatantly lie and say, like, well, that was according to the, uh, CDC guidelines. Yeah, the CDC and federal. That was Trump's rules. And then every organization in the federal government came out and were like, no, it wasn't. None of us told you to do that. That was you. Okay, well, that excuse fell. And then you decide to count nursing homes differently under the pretext of, well, we, ha- we ought to be sure to not double count and inflate the numbers. Yeah, that was a big concern that we were inflating the numbers early on. But okay, fine you know, every other state's counting them differently. And then you point to those numbers as proof
0: that your executive order was fine. I I don't know if putting, this is putting you on the spot because maybe you have an answer, but why? Like, why were they doing all this? Like what, it seems as though trying to sell a book, uh, even trying to, uh, you know, delay a federal investigation seems like minor reasons to go through this amount of cover up. It's, my
1: My opinion is yeah. because you're dealing with somebody who is a massively massively egomaniacal human being, like to the point of i, I do believe sociopathic i I think okay. that it's to that extent of cognitive dissonance will not allow him to believe he has done something wrong because he genuinely believes he is this good and this important, like down to was this he is donald Trump, he believes that he is this important, so when you do this, you pass this order which unequivocally in, Almost inarguably caused some people to die. Uh, let's just call it what it is. Uh, there was a CN, uh, Syracuse.com had a reporter come out and be like, Well, it didn't cause any deaths. Like, you're an idiot.
0: Okay, yeah, it ha- I'm but, sorry.
1: I don't, that's mean. I shouldn't have said that. That's a very stupid take. Well, it's so, not and out. so, real quickly, and I,
0: I'll just inject. So, part of that reporting was an assertion by some Harvard medical doctor basically promoting the idea of asymptomatic spread. And that's why. It mattered, right? So that it was, hey, this is this is a thing, so we need to be cautious of it. So his his point was that most of these people were spreading the device not knowing they had it in these nursing homes. It's but not like true. right. And that's but that's not been proven to be true by anyone. So the premise of his whole reporting was, was flawed and that's why not to use the word idiot, but like he was yeah, just- it was inaccurate because Okay, if we could prove that asymptomatic spread was a thing, then you could point to it and say, okay, well, maybe this is where we had some asymptomatic spread, but we don't. It hasn't been proven to be a thing at all. And so if that's not a thing, why? how else did the virus get there and how else did it spread? And obviously we have a, another implement of this executive order that we can point to and say, hey, what? Do, why don't we check this?
1: Right. And some people did come in who were symptomatic in the most vulnerable
0: population. and they
1: got They got put into the most vulnerable population known to humankind. And the organizations that ran the nursing homes went to Andrew Cuomo, went to Dr. Zucker and said, we don't have PPE immediately. Right. Like you, you're going to have us take these people in. We don't have the PPE to take care of them. We don't have it. And they sent him a PDF of like a standard operating procedure for how to use your PPE safely. And they wrote back like, no, you don't understand. We don't have it. It's not a matter of, we don't know how to use it. We don't have enough of it to do this. And Andrew Cuomo in a press conference said, it's not our job to get them PPE. It's their responsibility. They need to step up. All right, so you know they don't have it, and yet you force them to take COVID patients, and then you're not sure what's going to happen? And back to your asymptomatic spread, and then we'll get back to the original question of, listen, it's been a year, all right? It's been a year, and there's not one case of asymptomatic spread anywhere. I think we can conclusively, comfortably say, asymptomatic spread is not a thing and it's never been the driver of any influenza like illness or any pandemic before so there's no reason to suspect it would be this time other than people are scared and overreact and they read things like asymptomatic spread may be possible according to early data and then they never get away from that to realize that it didn't happen pre-symptomatic spread has happened it's not very common but it's happened It's more common than asymptomatic spread, but it's not nearly as common as symptomatic spread. The most common way this virus is spread is through somebody with symptoms. I'm sorry if that's inconvenient to you or if you want to argue that point, but the data is very, very clear. The most common way this spreads is symptomatically. So you're telling me that all the nursing homes, the fire through dry grass, as Andrew Cuomo wanted to call it, was all due to asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic spread of the families and the employees working at nursing homes? Yeah. That doesn't check out. I mean, listen, sure, some, probably, but the fact that you sent symptomatic people that were in the prime mortality rate and age group back into this environment, that you don't think that had anything to do with it? It's a joke. Yeah, That's the most flawed reasoning imaginable. Anyways, so why? the The why to me is because this man is more concerned about his political opportunities and career than anything else. So, if he can cover up the idea that okay, New York we're, State... Real
0: quick, I want to pick on just at one point. So, political career. So, this is all... Ha- he's starting this cover-up in June, right? So, like, is in full-blown cover-up mode in June. Of course. Okay, well, we're still, we're still six months away from a presidential race. So, w- what is his political life... Like, what is he fighting for? He's not running for anything. I mean, obviously, he's... He's going to. It's so you're, like, are you, I guess this is maybe this is what I'm trying to was trying to figure up. So you're saying that Cuomo's desire to be whatever the leader of the world was distorting his decisions and making sure that he was covering his ass all the way up until he got there.
1: Yeah, well, like once he screwed up and once he saw it and he knew and, and again, this could have been avoided. But this is where the ego comes in to just say we got it wrong. Instead, he went after Florida and said you played politics with this virus and you lost. I mean, what contest in hell did New York win? None, not on COVID. We we were the worst. Us in New Jersey, which let's just lump us together because most of it was in New York City. So I think that it came down to, at that point, he's more worried. And this is what the aide basically confirmed, in my opinion, of we were worried about a federal investigation on coming to light. And then what would we have done? So we, we covered up the data. And even now, like, listen, this has all been updated. And how many times... Has, the, has Andrew Cuomo or anybody else been called before any legislative body, New York State, federal government, anything, to have to answer for this? None. Right. No, we're talking about sexual harassment from 20 years ago instead, which, don't get me wrong, is an important issue. and We should absolutely flesh it out, investigate it, and find out what happened and go down that path. But the idea that we would focus on that instead of the fact that he undercounted nursing home deaths and like, oh, well, it didn't change the overall count. Right but it counted the thing that he was directly influencing with his laws and with his orders. He's the one who said you had to take these patients. He knew they didn't have PPE. And then when more nursing home people died, you think it's a coincidence that he covered that up? I mean, mean, how much benefit of the doubt are you going to give this guy? What has he done to earn that?
0: Yeah. I still feel like there's gotta be more, and maybe this is to what, uh, assemblyman Kim was talking about for that legal immunity. I, I, I mean, I don't know how to get the information there, but I I, I can't imagine that didn't factor a role in all of this.
1: I mean, some of it, I think, was just trying to wait out Trump, because if Trump wins the reelection, he's in a lot of trouble because now there will be an investigation at some point by the Department of Justice into your handling of this. Oddly enough, you know Joe Biden's the president now, and I haven't heard anybody call for, talk about, or even suggest, "Hey, maybe we should do a federal inquiry." Let me ask you this: Ron DeSantis does the same thing, covers up nursing home deaths and, cha- and reclassifies them as hospital deaths. What's the what is the coverage like? Yeah, there's there's wall to wall. Yeah, it's never going to stop. Instead, I mean, listen, we had that woman who literally went in and changed data and was like the whistleblower who wasn't. That's you, Greg. God help us all. And that got. National media attention. She's on 60 minutes or some such nonsense and getting all this coverage for stuff that was clearly false, like verifiably false, what she was making accusations of. We have now what has been absolutely proven true beyond a shadow of a doubt. And we're talking about sexual harassment instead of a thousand senior citizens that are dead that didn't need to die.
0: I mean, I do think it goes to a bigger characterization of Cuomo and his administration because they seem to do whatever they want right so whether or not a sexual harassment whether or not it's cover-up data whether it's thwart a federal investigation whether it's disseminate bad information they just he just lives in a bubble he lives he's a tyrant and he gets to do whatever he wants he's a dictator
1: Right. I mean, listen, even when he tried to spin it off and say like when they first started looking at this and his response was, well, I think the bigger issue is the vaccine. Like Trump didn't order enough vaccines to to inoculate the whole country. That's shocking. Well, no, it's not, because based on any survey ever done across the country, less than half of the population is willing to get inoculated, is willing to get the vaccine less than half. So we just went and bought enough (laughs) vaccines to immunize everybody. When less than 50% are going to let you put the needle in their arm. That is government spending right there. That is the efficiency of our government. So Andrew Cuomo's thing is just deflect. And hopefully, eventually, it'll move on. And he'll he'll be left to just run New York State. And here's the thing. Sexual harassment, you can come back from. You can, you have to apologize. You got to do the, I'm sorry tour. You got to go away yeah. for a year. I mean, or you two. at least have
0: to be at least contrite at some point. Correct. He hasn't been so, there yet, but. <laughs> but
1: as long as he keeps fighting it and then he can come back and say, Hey, I'm sorry. It was this, I, I I'm learning. And I know that was inappropriate. I'm going to do better. You could be welcomed back, especially if, if you are a Democrat, uh, like that's the rules of the game. I'm sorry. Like Republicans can get forgiven easier for other stuff by their side. This is one that will get more easily forgiven by Democrats. So that means your political career isn't over. You kill a 1,000 people with an executive order, you're never coming back. That's something that you don't ever come back from. Especially, I shouldn't say that, you could have under this circumstance until you covered it up. Now it's too far gone. So now it's all covered up, and now he has, what's his incentive to just come clean?
0: Right, and so, I don't know, maybe maybe this is, uh, I don't know, I'm not trying to imply collusion here, but does the protection of new york and their nursing the handling of their nursing homes protect some of these other states who handled it similarly i mean there's obviously been some other states who went along the same path michigan and new jersey and even pennsylvania i think um so is this a is this a a democrat plot to uh thwart the democrat nursing home story with a democrat uh, sexual harassment story
1: no i mean listen maybe but i don't believe there's that level of coordination i think these people are more opportunistic than master planners and I think that, I could be wrong. Listen. So well do you think
0: if they saw this opportunity then as a sexual harassment that they're going to use it to take down Cuomo as opposed to allowing him being taken down for the nursing home no, thing?
1: listen, of course. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Yes. I think that that is very plausible. Um,
1: I, if you look around, they need anything to take away from what they have done. And this is more on the Democrats and the Republicans, although, my God, the Republicans are not immune from criticism for COVID results. It's hard hard
0: for Governor Abbott in Texas to be uh, congratulated for removing his mask mandate when he had it the whole time anyway. Yeah, when
1: he's the one who put it in. So, like, look, I I get it. But if you look at what happened in New York and California and Michigan and Pennsylvania, New Jersey and Connecticut, it's worse. I, I mean, these states collectively, and I'm not talking about COVID results. I'm talking about economic results and the number of people put in poverty. So now we've got a $1.9 trillion stimulus bill that everybody's going to get $1,400 per person. Cool. Cool. So what we're going to do then is you put all these people into poverty, so you made them lose their income for a year if you're in the hospitality industry, but you paid them to stay home with enhanced unemployment and everything else. So now they're collecting money without contributing anything into the society or or any economic gain, and now you're going to throw more money at this problem. And I guess that's fine until the time comes as, can we pay back $30 trillion in debt? Is Is that possible? Zero right and oh well we're going to do a wealth tax all right cool and by the most glorious estimates you could come up with assuming no billionaire does any mitigation effects whatsoever you're going to raise three trillion dollars over 10 years great like at this path uh, the pace that we're on right now we're going to be at 45 trillion dollars of debt by then you're going to reduce it to 42 oh buddy problem solved thank god for you people like this is nuts so All of this thing that you just keep manipulating and manipulating and manipulating is why do we continue to look to the government as if it's going to do something effective? For the love of God, the Javits ship went to New York City to be the healthcare place for non-COVID patients. If they kept COVID out of the ship, they could treat all these people and it would be wonderful. The first person on the ship had COVID. Number one. Like, you can't make up that level of incompetence. It's amazing. I'm not telling you that private sector is perfect. It's not. It's the lesser of two evils when it comes to anything having to do efficiently. And ultimately, with private sector doing things, I have the option of doing it or, or supporting them or not. If I don't like Apple's policies, I don't have to buy an Apple product. If I don't like Facebook's policies, I don't have to join Facebook. Those are my free market decisions. The government, like, if they made a mandate that everybody has to have an Excelsior pass, what is my option? Leave the state. That's it. Like, this is my point. They can coerce you into things. So as the government continues to think it's the answer, everything they do is to tighten it a little bit more and a little bit more. Qualified immunity is a great example of this for police officers. I'm like federal laws that apply to all 50 states are insane to me from the beginning because all of these states are so different. So they passed this law that all police officers get full qualified immunity. I mean, okay, fine. Now they want to pass a law to undo that. And that nobody can have qualified immunity of like, so wait a minute, you screwed it up the first time. And then one, some judge, like on an appellate level, read this into the rule, even though it wasn't really the intent of the law at the time. And now you think the answer is to pass a more broadly sweeping law to correct it? And you don't think there's going to be any long term negative consequences to that?
0: I, yeah. Listen, what? I, you know, I, I the only thing I do is try to get the federal government to give powers to the states and for the states to give powers to the municipalities. That's all I want from my governments anytime I can get it. So
1: imagine if there was just like six enumerated powers that the federal government took care of and that everything else went to the states. Yeah.
0: The efficiency of that.
1: I mean, imagine what that would be like. It would be like, you know how it was designed, but instead we've led interstate commerce to mean anything that happens anywhere. And now the federal government gets to dictate schools, policing, elections and, and this next one, um I, like everything on a local issue that you the Washington DC people have no business doing, they're involved with now. And it's I I'm not I'm not partial to either side. They're both awful. Like I love that Republicans are suddenly concerned about spending again. That's cool. Where were you last year? Uh yeah signing away six trillion dollars in additional spending. That's where you're supporting S- selective it. Selective outrage. Right. And now that it's a Democrat in charge, it's like we gotta stop the spending. At this point, here's a reality. It doesn't matter. You can't stop this now. I, I've, I'm kind of resigned to this fact of, I read an article today that said hyperinflation is not a concern. And the reasoning was because, well, inflation's low right now. Right. Wow. Well, well, <laughs> well. Yeah, so when we get up to unemployment and then the government will just stop spending and they'll stop printing money and then everything will be fine. Well, what? Well, like, that's not... That's not an if-then statement. Like, we are already down this path. We added a 50% increase to the national debt in 11 months. 50%. We can't tax our way out of this. And we don't have the wherewithal or the gravitas to actually stop or cut spending. We're not going to. Neither party is. It's just a matter of what they
0: spend on. No, those things always end in a war, unfortunately. Real yeah, so quickly we're... GameStop over 200 Hey Heyo! So now we're bombing. Well, now we're bombing Syria, and yeah, wow. now we're going to go do all this other
1: craziness. Halliburton stock. Now it's a full on, one hundred percent increase from the day Joe Biden was declared the winner to today.
0: Dick Cheney's happy.
1: Oh God, bless Dick Cheney, because if anybody needed more money and good things to happen to him, it's that guy. But that aside, all Raytheon up. All these defense contractors, I I know it's a coincidence that the Department of Defense is now being led by a former board member of Raytheon. That's all on the up and up and not at all a conflict of interest. And again, the same stuff happens on both sides of the aisle. This is the system that we have asked for. And there's people out there that can't wait to give them more power, to give them more control and more to do. I just don't get it.
0: And so speaking of both sides, let's wrap up the uh, the show and the uh, Cuomo hour on impeachment version 2.0, version 2 Cuomo, version whatever you want to call it here. The New York style version of uh, impeachment. We talked, we touched on it briefly. Uh, I don't know the numbers offhand of how we would have to get impeached. I think there's like a, I don't know, maybe they need like, a, is it two thirds? I don't know. I have to look at the, the, the impeachment pr- protocols, but anyway. So, look it up because it's obviously going to happen. The, I assume that they're going to go into these these proceedings, right? So uh, they're going to get it set up and uh, go forward with this. There's seemingly too much or too many people uh, in positions to make it happen that want to make it happen. So I think it's going to start. Um, it seemed as though you didn't think impeachment was going to happen. So no, you don't think impeachment's going to happen?
1: I think it'll start, but I don't think they can get the votes. So I don't think they have anywhere near enough people that will actually come out and do
0: it. I really don't. Well, so you assume all the Republicans are going to vote, right? I would never make that assumption. No. That's probably fair, too. There's probably a couple...
1: Listen, you and I both know how this state runs, all right? And it's a lot of backroom stuff. It's a lot of look-the-other-way, handshake stuff between the two sides to get stuff done. And I'm under no illusions that this is going to be any different.
0: I just don't think it is. I think it's going to be more of the same. Do you think it gets uh, media coverage? Not like the presidential impeachment, but do you think it actually... You know, when they're going through this, do you think this is going to get covered?
1: No. I think the sexual harassment will get covered. And if he gets impeached over sexual harassment,
0: which... Well, that's that's the intention, right? So I don't yeah, think no. they're, they're going after the harassment charges. They're, it seems as though... I mean, you know, Ron Kim has different... Re- his, his impeachment efforts nursing are homes. actually for the nursing homes right. and the covering up of the data and this legal immunity, all that stuff, right? So he's got a different agenda a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know if... Maybe you have an idea. Can can they impeach with a multiple of uh, offenses and uh, oh, sure. and have the uh, nursing home slash uh, sexual harassment all in one package just to take them out? I would assume so.
1: Like If you've done more
0: than one thing wrong, you can be accused of it. I guess... Because it goes to abuse of power, I think, the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure Like what the state level or, or what the requirements are. At a federal level, it's a you could be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. So I'm not sure sexual harassment... You're gonna have a hard time establishing that as a criminal level of 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 uh, of a crime. I, I don't know that you can, and I think that there's it would be long and drawn out, and there's a lot of it was certainly inappropriate. It's certainly wrong. I don't know that it's illegal, and honestly, on the nursing home stuff. It was certainly wrong. I don't know that it was illegal. I I really don't know that Andrew Cuomo did anything illegal by covering up the data. I mean, we gave him that power. Our legislature gave him that power for one year to do whatever he wanted. He had carte blanche.
0: I'm not sure it was illegal. Other than that, other than the... uh all the orders. I think you are probably right. the The filing of that false instrument is going to be the that, one thing that, that might yeah, get him. That, could that be might it get him
1: by filing that report that they knew. It was I don't know false. if
0: that's going to be him too. Like it might be the Department Dr. of Socrates Health could right, be yeah. taking the fall right. on that one. And so, that's,
1: I don't know if it gets to Cuomo with any right. of this. And I think that's the saddest thing I can think about our entire state right now is this guy with all of these horrible actions over the last ten months, and it may not have been anything illegal done by him. Like with, that's how much power this man has that we may not even be able to do it. And if that doesn't make you uncomfortable, I just don't understand your view of politics. Like if that is not illegal, what is unacceptable for a governor? Like what is wrong?
0: And I hope if the impeachment doesn't get off the ground or or become a thing, that there is a reintroduction of the referendum, uh, you know, to get referendums on, on the ballot in New York. So there, there, there is no mechanism right now for a recall of a governor um, that would require the ability for the voters to have a referendum vote in New York State to basically just dictate action. Um, that does not exist in New York State. So hopefully that gets pre introduced uh in 2021 here and uh, i think no better time than the present to make that happen
1: remember when it was donald trump and everybody said well if you're if you're not guilty just call for an investigation and you know you'll be clean (laughs) those people are oddly quiet right now like well if you know that you did nothing wrong on nursing homes you should be wanting a federal investigation obviously because there's nothing that is more I don't know what the right word is here, more comfortable that should make you comfortable as a human being than giving the federal government full access to your entire life to search for
0: wrongdoing. They're here to help, Ben.
1: Obviously, anybody with any common sense would
0: know that's a good
1: idea. So, come on, Andrew, call for it. Let's go. Call for that investigation because you know you're innocent. Let's do this.
0: Like I said, we got a... A. G. James, Attorney General uh, Letitia James, she's uh, investigating the nursing home and the nurse and the uh, sexual harassment allegations. We'll see if, that if goes she can anywhere. if she can get a slam dunk on these. She's uh, the front runner for mayor, yeah, or for governor. No,
1: oh, for sure, yeah, yeah she's so. she's there. And also, while we're on this subject, yeah. can we talk also how sad it is that just because they are in the same political party, there is about a, I'll give it a 1% chance that the federal department of justice ever asks or calls for an investigation into New York's deliberate and admitted covering up of data for the purpose of thwarting a federal investigation. And that's how comfortable these parties are with each other is that he had, that that aide had no problem telling her own party. That's exactly what we did. That's exactly why we did it. But now that he's gone, we know it's not going to happen. Like, what? Yeah. Thank God for separation of powers. Am I right? Yeah. Woo hoo! Checks and balances. All
0: right, All right Mr. Hughesong. Before we let him go, any anyway, words of wisdom you want to leave the folks with?
1: I don't. Yeah. I mean, nothing overly comes to mind other than when you are reading this stuff, understand it's being spun. You are being spun on one angle or another by both sides. Look at the words they actually use, and then ask why is this word in here. The word indicates possible less than. Why would they say that instead of? likely, or proven, or conclusive? Why are they saying that? And then be open to changing your mind, okay? Early on, yeah, it was possible that asymptomatic spread was thing. It was always unlikely, but it was possible. As more and more data came out that showed it wasn't happening, nobody could admit it. This is the cognitive dissonance, is nobody can ever acknowledge that they were wrong. Of I, Listen, my big thing was I thought population density was the biggest factor, and I, I started diving into that. I was wrong. I, like, I wasn't close to right, and it was sort of disheartening when I found that out. Like, well, there goes that theory and three hours worth of research. <laughs> cool. But that's what the data said, and we're not following data anymore. We're following egos. We're following people that have a track record of doing this, all right? And all we're going to do is continue to fund all of these pharmaceutical companies with all of this money. that doesn't need to happen. It's not Having the impact that we think it is, we have to be open to the idea of change your mind as the data comes in, but read the data that undermines your opinion and then make a decision. Don't ignore the data that comes in and says asymptomatic spread is not happening. Read the study. Like the first one that came out was out of China. And all of a sudden, all these people that had cited multiple studies out of China for lockdowns and masks were like, well, you can't trust data out of China. Like, uh, inconvenient. I mean, okay, but are we going to apply that standard to everything or just to the things we don't like? And thats it's been a year, guys. It's been a year that we've been dealing with this. If masks were so helpful, why did we get here? If social distancing was so helpful, why did we get here? And why is it that the areas of the world and the country that had the exact polar opposite approaches ended up with almost identical curves? It's not that doing nothing would have stopped it. It's that doing everything we did did nothing to stop it. That's
0: what's so frustrating. Virus kind a virus. There you go. All right, folks. Before I didn't remind you guys, so smash that like button. Be nice to her before you smash the like button. Wow, Some, you took it to there. Sorry, it's National uh, Women's Day. You prick. The uh, I, I read an article on Women Whistleblowers Day. It was very fascinating. I should have shared that with you. Maybe I will later. All right. Anyway, so. Going. Um, on that note, please like subscribe, share, uh, hit the notification bell and you'll be updated to, uh, when we go live with new content. Uh, and we will see you all again next Monday for episode 41.